All right, I need you to explain pumpkin spice to me. I can't, man. It's it's a feeling. It's a <laughs> it's an emotion. It's je ne sais quoi. Hey there, welcome. I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, so <laughs> apparently I'm doing a real bad accent. So let's get away from the bad mojo coming off that penalty box and, you know, have some fun. Hi. This is Gear Related, <laughs> a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I'm just going to keep going right back into that no, thing. Come back to us. That guy over there, that's Ben. Oh, no, I know Trent. Yeah. He's I'm tough. a failure. And I'm a failure. <laughs> that's okay. You know what you do with tough cookies, don't you? And what in the tarnation are we going to talk about today? Dip them in milk. I'm going to stop. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, we've got two topics Ooh. for today. Uh, we have our returning favorite. They almost fixed it. <sighs> they keep almost fixing it, huh? I just never, it's job security. <laughs> yeah. And we've got some uh, car repairs you shouldn't do at home oh. with some real good fun stories as to why. Yeah, well, I, you know what? It's just a suggestion. It's like guidelines. It's not a hard and fast rule, but I think it'll save you money in the in the long run. And probably some hospital bills and <laughs> exactly money, pain and suffering. Yeah, that yes, kind of thing. Pain and suffering. <laughs> oh no! All right, should we just start kicking it off here? With Kick the, it. All right, here we go. Our first one, our first entry uh, in they almost fixed it. Uh, we had a car come in the shop the other day. Mm-mm. Now, before I describe this car to you. Um, are you familiar with uh, race cars like hood pins? <laughs> You're probably not. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. It was very blank. <laughs> so, um, like NASCAR and uh, outlaw racing, like the a oh lot yeah, of the outlaw race car- racing. Yeah. Well, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> yeah, sure. What is a hood pin? So, a hood pin on a race car is a pin that co- that's on the frame, and there's a hole in the hood, and that pin line up with the hole so when you close the hood that pin's sticking out and then you put a cotter pin through it locking the hood in place meaning but then it's real quick to get it open yeah you just take the pins out and then just pop pop and then it will pop open. right and the whole purpose of this is like if you get in a front end cl- collision or something the hood's not gonna fly up right oh because you hit the little release mechanism right right okay got it so we had a minivan <laughs> oh my god <laughs> An outlaw racing minivan. <laughs> we, had a, we had a minivan come into the shop, <laughs> and okay. apparently the safety catch for the hood didn't work anymore. And rather than fix it, they just put some NASCAR racing pins in there. <laughs> Bless America. That's awesome. Who? I. I'm sorry. I kind of think that's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I, I when I saw it because uh, one of our other mechanics was working on it, I looked over because because you can buy fake ones as a joke, and I said I said to him, he's like. Are those real? He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> I've never really concerned myself too much with wins and losses. So did did you fix the like safety? Oh release? no, it's, no, the, it, they just they're caught or yep, pinning it. it. All right, yeah, that's not what it was even came into the shop for. The outlaws. It, it's it's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They almost fixed it. Okay, our next one. I'm sure some of you might be familiar with. And I just love this one. The ingenuity of people alone is what makes this so fun to discuss these. Um, so 
Wipers, wiper blades. Yes. Whether it's the motor, transmission, whatever, it's failed. Doesn't work. So okay. your wipers don't work. Also, maybe you've just like squeegeed over like a real big gross bug. <laughs> <laughs> so what we what we do to fix this is we get like some string and we tie it to the wiper blade. Wait, is this real real life? No, th- this is this is not how I. This is they almost they <laughs> yeah they did this okay they the infamous they. You tie a string to mm-hmm. the wiper arm, and you run it through the driver's window, <laughs> and, and then you have to run it all the way across to the passenger window and out the other side and attach it to the wiper arm so you have kind of one big long loop, right? And then you can just like... Yeah, and then you grab the, no. the string, and you move your hand left and right, and the wiper goes up and down. No! <laughs> I, I don't know why I love this so much other than, well, A, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if what if the string breaks in a windstorm? Well, think about this, too. In order for this to work, you kind of have to have your windows oh, open yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. And the reason you're using wipers is because it's raining. <laughs> or snowing. Or yeah. hurricaning. For me, success is not about the wins and losses. <laughs> I just, I wish I could be in the room when they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I got an idea. Yeah. They just <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> they should never. <laughs> Please don't drink before you try this out. Oh gosh. They almost fixed it. All right. So this one's not as funny, but it's it's repairs that I've actually had this done to my car once before. What? Yeah. So um, gauges. You have your gauges in the dash, mm-hmm. uh, and when some of them stop working, a lot of times you have to replace the whole entire instrument cluster, which can get very expensive, right? Uh, yeah. Or especially nowadays, let's say uh, let's say your your temperature gauge is the thing inside the instrument cluster that's not working. Mm-hmm. Rather than replace the entire instrument cluster, we're just going to add a gauge and stick it on the dash. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you just buy an aftermarket. Temperature uh, gauge. Okay. And you stick it up on top of your dash. And then, and then your odometer goes out, and then your your RPMs or whatever. And the next thing you know, you just have yeah, like a just, bunch they of. Just <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Just line them up, right? Now, oh my gosh. In in my case, when I was a young teenager, I had a '84 Nissan 300ZX. Mm. The entire gauge cluster was all digital. There's no <laughs> there's no needles. There's no so. Periodically, I started to lose some of these gauges. Because it was an '84, right? <laughs> so we got we got it uh, diagnosed, and they're like, "Yeah, you need a new cluster. It's like two grand." <laughs> the car's not even I didn't nearly even worth pay that much for the car, <laughs> right? So instead, I learned how to, based on my tachometer, I learned how fast I was going when the speedometer stopped working. So if I was in third gear and the RPMs was at 2300. 2300 i could estimate what speed i was going mm-hmm. but then my tachometer went out so i'm losing gauges left and right uh and the mechanic this, this sounds so good the mechanic uh, he actually was is very very uh inventive he drilled a hole through my clock because who needs a clock right and wow. ran a actual speedo- speedometer cable all the way down to my transmission and installed an external speedometer so my clock was now a speedometer <laughs> and totally Frankenstein with a, with a cable running down to my transmission. 
Well, that's a good fix. Yeah. It sounds like he did fix that one. He did. But who knows what time it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. It's it's 35 miles per hour time. That's right. All Look, right. my clock keeps changing when I go faster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job, guys. Also, like, uh, turn signal toggle switches. Mm-hmm. So most turn signals are part of what we call the combination switch. It's your wipers, your turn signals. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's all on one little device. No. One little switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So rather than, if our turn signal switch goes bad, rather than replace it, we just install a new switch on the dash that's a toggle switch. So it's like an on-off switch. So when you want to turn left, you have your left side toggle switch, and you have to go click, 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 no. <laughs> click. Like no. On off, on so it's off, just like, yeah, off. you gotta flip it. You gotta keep flipping it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, no. you ha- and, you, and you have to have two of them because one for the light uh, or one for the left turn and one for the right turn. Who's doing this? I'm not doing this. No, nobody should do this. This is annoying. That's how you get carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> this is one I've seen a couple of times. I mean, it's one thing if it's like for your headlights, you know, you turn them on, turn them off. That makes sense. Right. But, but the turn signal, I would just roll my window down and do the old, old timey hand signals. It's because, funny oh. you should say rolling down the window. Oh, no. <laughs> this next one that I have here, this, um, this one actually came from one of our listeners, mm-hmm. James in Columbus. <laughs> I'm just going to have to read this to you, okay? Okay. Oh, thank you, James, by the way, for sending this in. Wait, is this Columbus, Ohio? Yes. What? The Columbus, Ohio. Ohio! <laughs> okay. Listener mail. One day, my horn stopped working. Rather than fix it, I decided that any time I had a passenger, it would be their responsibility to make honking noises out of the window. <laughs> I want to ride immediately. At appropriate times. Uh, some observations, other than notably less passengers, were, were how varying people's honking noises are. Also, oh the frequency of honking changed from passenger to pan- passenger to passenger from anywhere to, are you sure you know how to honk, to... You don't need to honk. We're not in the car anymore. (laughs) (laughs) One last observation was how little convincing some passengers needed to become a human horn. (laughs) It appears there can be much joy in honking, and I've decided that if I ever replace my current vehicle with something else, the first thing I will do is disable the horn. Very nice. (laughs) He's like a goose's best friend. That's fantastic. I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if I would do this. I, you know what? I probably would. I, oh, yeah. If somebody told me that I'm the horn, I would probably be on that that end of the spectrum that's, please stop yeah, honking. We're embrace, not in the car anymore. You would embrace your inner hornness. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Honk. And that was our last. They almost fixed it. They almost fixed nice. it. And of course, if you guys have some, please oh, do yeah. send them in. James, that was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that brings us to our next segment, car repairs you shouldn't do at home. Now, this would be the second, I believe the second time that we've done this. Yep, second. If you'd like to hear some more of these, uh, please go back and listen to episode 44. There's some good ones in there, but we're going to give you some new ones this this go around. It's a new one. Yeah. The first one I want to talk about is supplemental restraint systems, otherwise known as airbags. Airbags. Yeah, don't monkey with your airbags, humans. (laughs) 
So I got a couple of a couple of stories here, and here's why you don't want to touch anything yellow. And by the way, <laughs> including <laughs> yeah. snow. Yeah. <laughs> anything in your car that has a yellow connector that is airbag related, leave that alone. There are procedures, and they are different from manufacturer to manufacturer, on how to disable airbag systems when making necessary repairs. Now, this is not just repairs to the airbag system. For instance, let's say you got to do um, an ignition switch, not related to the airbag. However, you do have to disconnect the main driver's airbag. In or else order. they'll flip up when you're trying to fix Because <laughs> you got to take it out. So make sure you're disabling the airbag system before you start unplugging those kind of components. Um, but then re-able. Yes. There, yeah. Once, re-able. once you've fixed everything, re-able, re- mm-hmm. re-able, mm-hmm. re-energize, re- redo. I'm sure it's a re-word. I don't know. Re. Hook it back up. <laughs> Hook it back up. Re-hook it back up. Uh, case in point, we have a technician working on a car and, this car had a little bit of water intrusion in the floor. Water is very intrusive. Now, this particular car, I believe it was a Saab, um, had a sensor called the rollover sensor. Now, what happens is if you're in a rollover, mm. the car automatically deploys every airbag in the car. Right. Life-saving. So what happens if you take this rollover sensor, unbolt it from the car... And just kind of move it aside. And accidentally flip it over. (laughs) (laughs) So this happened. This this young technician unbolted something that he did. He just, it was in his way. He needed to move it out of the way. And I bet you it had a yellow connector on it (laughs) and just flipped it upside down. Boom. Every airbag in the car just went off simultaneously. I wish I had seen that. But that's, (laughs) I mean, the comedy factor aside, now every airbag needs to be replaced. Yeah, you're not going to replace every airbag in that car. You're gonna, that car's totaled from that point on. Yeah. The like amount of money it, it would cost to replace every airbag in a car is just, it's going to be more than the car's worth. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I can tell you another unrelated, um, it's, it's not, not a repair, but when I was a uh, tow truck driver, I went to tow a car for one of our fellow mechanics in the shop, he was on a test drive, and the oh, airbag no. just suddenly went off oh, while, while he was driving. God. Yeah, so I can't imagine how scary that would be. You're the just, driver's airbag? Yeah, the driver. He's wow. just driving, and the airbag suddenly goes off for no reason. Ooh. So we bring it back to the shop. Uh, he had to take the rest of the day off. You think? <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the other mechanics puts the scan tool on it, and it's inside the shop, and we're just all working and. Um, he hooks the scan tool up to try to figure out why, why did this airbag go off? And all of a sudden, boom, the passenger one goes off. Nobody's in the car, thank God. But you hear this loud boom and you get this rocket fuel smell all throughout the shop. Uh, as it turns out, this vehicle also had some water intrusion and oh. the airbag module was all wet and just shorted yeah. out, huh? Exactly. This is why. I do believe, wasn't it a Saturday Night Live sketch where the airbag actually was Jiffy Pop? (laughs) (laughs) At least, you know. It will save your life and you get a snack. You get a snack before the ambulance comes. (laughs) Uh, You know, speaking of things that, that, well, I guess we weren't speaking of this. We're going to speak of this now. Hey, let's talk about something. This is one of those things that tweaks my crankshaft. That really tweaks my crankshaft. Airbags being deployed in the movies. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I remember, I don't remember what movie it was, but I do remember seeing this guy, the airbag deploys, and he's struggling to get out of the car because the airbag's in his way. So he takes out his pistol and shoots a hole in the airbag to pop it so that he can get out of their car. Folks. That's not how that works. Airbags do not do that. They deploy once, and they deflate immediately afterwards. Yes. That's they, it. They save you from dying. They make you hurt real bad. And then they're gone. It's kind of like a one-night stand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough about airbags. And one-night stands. And <laughs> right. Our next one on the list is... This is not necessarily something that you shouldn't try to fix yourself. This is just something you should never, ever do. Let's say you have a coolant leak. And you go to your friendly neighborhood auto parts restore, and you buy that thing on the shelf called Stop Leak. Oh, Stop Leak is our favorite. Speaking of things that tweak my crankshaft. Oh, is this, that's what this episode is, really. <laughs> it's starting to turn into one, isn't it? This stuff should not even be legal. Because what it does is, okay, in the off chance it does stop your coolant leak... It also stops it, everything else, it right? Usually, yeah. It, it, it basically de- builds up this deposit, so you lose your heat. You can no longer get heat because the heater core is all plugged. If you can blow it out or uh, flush it out, you're lucky. If not, you have to replace the heater core. So that that repair that you were not going to do because you put stop leak in it that was going to cost, say, well, I don't know, $250, $300 is now going to cost you $1,500 because now you have to replace the heater core. We had a Jaguar... <gasps> that had Jaguar. these plastic... Th- this is exactly what happened. He was complaining of Why no would you heat. do something like that in a car like that? Like, I get your your little, you know... Little K-car? <laughs> yeah, your little, like, Beetle or, you know, whatever. Little crappity Nissan something. sure. But a Jaguar? <laughs> that just seems... That's irresponsible. You yeah. didn't deserve that car in the first place. I don't know why they sell this stuff. I really don't. Um, and they advertise that, sure, it plugs leaks and everything. If you're lucky, sure, it does. But it also plugs up everything else. You can right. be looking so at replacing your radiator. Did. Oh, we had to replace almost every hose on this car. <gasps> like, all the piping it had these, these plastic piping. We pulled it off, and it was it was like looking at one of those clogged drains that, over time, just builds up so much sediment it just Ugh. completely plugs it. Yeah. So, but like two days before he used that, it was open and clean and right. Fine. Exactly. Oh, stop. Sorry. Leak. Stop. Stop leak. using it. Stop. Um, next one. Any kind of component involved with ATIS. Now, do you want to take a crack at uh, what ATIS or ADAS stands for? A D A S. Alien detection and. Solicitation. Close. (laughs) (laughs) Never ask me these things. Uh, How about advanced driver assistance systems? Mm, Probably more apropos. Yeah. So this is your lane change warning. Mm. This is your... um, Oh, that's when my car yells at me. Right. Or the... uh, um, Blind spot. Blinds. Exactly. All that stuff that assists you. Like, so... You don't really think about what you're replacing if there's a component in there because you're not really sure. Like, say you crack your mirror, your driver's side mirror. Mm-hmm. So you just go and you replace the mirror. But? But what you 
may not know is that mirror has a camera in it or a LIDAR or radar sensor that helps with these ADA systems and it needs to be calibrated. So it's a safety system that once it's not calibrated, I mean, can you imagine being, having your, uh, um, blind spot indicator not be right. <laughs> right. That would not be good. Or all, like all the time, that'd be super annoying. Right. So that's one thing you got to be careful of. Any, anytime you replace a component that has a camera or a sensor or something like that, that has to be calibrated afterwards. Recalibrate your alien system. Please recalibrate your alien systems, people. Okay. Next on the list, coil springs. Oh, Coil springs are under mass amounts of tension. And Just like us it, with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> tension. Oh, we can't even go a whole podcast without saying that word. Why? Why would we even try? Um, I'll say this for coil springs. They can be very dangerous. They can shoot out at mass. What? Yeah. Well, like on, old, on um, older trucks, a lot of them, they're, if you're unbolting stuff and the spring is under a mass amounts of tension and you suddenly unbolt whatever bolt is keeping that tension, that spring's going to shoot out at a high rate of speed. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, McPherson struts, it's a type of uh, suspension strut usually in the front end, but they do have them in the rear end as well. Those are compressed together. You actually need a spring compressor or... A device. Um, yeah, device in order to change these springs. So you like put it on, it keeps the spring depressed and then you can unbolt it. And then you just have it like, in then a little... you release the tension on it slowly. Oh, slowly. Right. Okay. Okay. And if, if you ever buy a, a, a quick strut, which is essentially a, a, a complete McPherson strut assembly, um, then you'll, you'll see the tag right on the top of it says, do not under any circumstances loosen this nut. Wow. So yeah, dangerous coil springs. Stay away from me. And that's about it. That's all I got for you. That this, was a lot. This time. This time. That was a lot. Aliens, dangerous coil springs, water, airbag, no jiffy pop. It's <laughs> a lot to think about, people. Just be safe out there, man. Yes, be safe. If and you have any uh, thoughts on um, repairs that maybe you shouldn't try them, or even or better. did you try or it? did you try it at home? We'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Unless something tragedious happened. So you know Aww. where to find us. Yes. On Facebook, on Twitter, at Shown Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. You can find us uh, at our website, www.shownauto.com. And I have a teaser. Uh-oh. What is it? Soon, there will be a gear-related website. Valuable information. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Very cool. So just, just you know, sip on your tea, your pumpkin spice tea, <laughs> and be patient. It will be coming soon. Fabulous. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.